This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we continue talking through the Long Haul Revival, just amazed by what God is doing in our midst, in our own hearts as a staff, and in the hearts of our people, and really as he has continued to reach our community in unprecedented ways. Uh, this past Sunday was Easter at the time of this recording. We're not going to talk about that today because that would be a whole other topic, but let me just well, we're say, getting there. let me just say, uh, as I've said before, my mind is blown. And uh, it has been incredible. I, I can't even believe it. Can't even believe what happened. That's just a little precursor to a future episode. Well, when you see the Easter episode podcast, oh my it will be, I mean, it's simple. It's we're floored. Second, we're, we don't even know what to say Easter. it this way. Yeah. We're going to have a second Easter just on <laughs> that podcast recording. <laughs> we're floored at what just happened, but we're going to save it. We don't want to give have it away. To, we have to continue it's through. the greatest Easter I've ever experienced or heard of in my it, life. It's amazing. God it's moves. amazing. Yeah. Uh, but what we want to talk about in this is we want to continue to work through our prayer service. We've had a lot of people ask us about what takes place. We've been going through step by step because we want to give you as much information as possible. But I do want to remind you that as we talk through this prayer service, what we do may not be what you do and what others have done. As Pastor Robbie has been learning on, uh, about prayer services uh, we want to make sure you are clear that this is not the old school. We need something that takes up an hour on Wednesday night prayer service. Uh, but this is the more intentional, what could God do if his people began to pray? Mm. And how do we have a service in which we feel like God is able to do what God wants to do and we're not hindering or quenching the spirit? And so as we've worked through this, we've talked about how we begin the service. We've talked about the setup of of the worship team that we have, which, by the way, is it could be as few as one person playing a piano. The goal is not a, a giant concert of music. It's a concert of prayer has been the focus. Yeah. And so we talked about hymn possibles where we left last week, requests that people make that if God doesn't do something, there's no other alternative. Mm-hmm. And and how our people ha- are able to pray over those impossibles weekly to annotate, take notes on those cards, so we see uh, the journey of God answering prayer. Mm-hmm. And so this week we're going to pick up from that point and continue through the prayer service. So, Pastor, what happens next? Yeah. Well, and again, it's as the Lord leads. Uh, we're going to get uh, maybe not today, but we're going to get to the time. I had an entire service planned out with bullet points that I had prayed over for that day. Now, another thing you got to remember, I'm preparing for this prayer service with the same intensity I'm preparing for a sermon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is not just, hey, I get up off the cuff and, and lead. Mm-hmm. There are hours of prayer and preparation and sitting with the Lord, I mean, four to five hours in preparation for this one, one and a half hour service. But one time... Chris, Mm -hmm. the spirit impressed upon me, and I'll get to this in another episode, throw the notes away and follow my lead. That always makes you feel good after you put a, uh, a lot of time into, into coming up with what you want to work. Well, if you know me, I preach from a full manuscript. Okay. Full manuscript. Now I don't read the manuscript. 
but I preach from a full manuscript, and we're not going to talk about that now. No, we're going to save a, that. That's one. a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic, day. but I piqued your interest enough to know what in the world's going on. Okay, so let's move on. So sometimes we do the hymn possibles, which is awesome. Uh, other times, what we do is we pray out loud. Now, I know what you're thinking. Our people don't like to pray out loud. Yeah. Neither did ours when we started. Which well, is so, unusual in a typical. Uh, I would say in a typical church, maybe a typical Baptist church, yes. depending on your denomination, it may seem unusual. But for us, it was not the typical way we prayed. Yes. Well, they say, Pastor, are we getting charismatic? You know, what, what's going on, all these voices? And I said, yeah. no, we're getting biblical. Uh, in one voice, they lifted up their hearts mm. in prayers to the Lord, Acts chapter 4. And then the Spirit fell. If you go back and say that passage, they were praying with one accord and one voice, mm. meaning they were all praying in a concerted effort together yeah. for the same thing. Okay, so um, the way you can get your people, here's a great little tip on how to get your people uh, comfortable to pray out loud. What I have done, and you remember this, I put a couple different scriptures on the screen uh, Robert will put a few scriptures on the screen uh, that are very well-known scriptures. We started with the Lord's Prayer. That's an easy one. They have said that out loud before. Some of them yeah. raised in different uh, denominations or religions. They've said that before. So what we do is we say, all right, folks, listen, let's go ahead and repeat this prayer out loud. You've said it before, but repeat it with me. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm -hmm. Your kingdom come. You know, I just walk them through the prayer. And when I'm done, I, I say... That wasn't so hard, was it? Yeah. Did you see what you did there, folks? We prayed out loud, and we're still here. <laughs> we're still here, and God's honored. And so what I'll do is I'll do a couple of that those times each week. Another, another one to pray is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads, and you just put it up on the screen, okay? After a few times of that, then you can kind of soften their guard mm -hmm. so that they feel more comfortable praying out loud. Yeah. Now, why do you want them to pray out loud? Because when they're praying the impossibles, I want them to get comfortable doing that. Another thing I'll do out loud, and here's another option is, I like to get them, and this is normally earlier than later, I like to get them to thank the Lord for something. Uh, verbally, vocally. So what I'll say is, hey, let's go ahead and take a moment and out loud right where you are, I want you to just say, Jesus, I thank you for. Lord, I thank you for. Thank him for your health. Thank him for your family. Thank him for your church. Thank you for your job. Thank you for the challenges in life. And then what I'll do is, you've seen me, I turn my mic off and then I start, remember, I am the the uh, I am the prayer leader in a sense. So if I'm sitting there as a bump on a log on the stage, nobody's gonna do anything. But yeah. if I'm if I'm standing there without the mic on, praising God, Father, thank you so much for a praying church. Well, they can't hear me over the mic, but they can see me doing it. Yes. And eventually, over time, you heard it. People eventually begin to do it yeah. uh, out loud. So that's another thing to do with people, which I think is good. Uh, one of the one of the things we have loved at Long Hollow. And uh, I'm telling you, God's listening from the beginning, from the beginning. In fact, day one of the revival, I went home and spent silence and solitude with the Lord after he moved that first day. And the first journal entry in this book right here says, God, I do not want this to remain at Long Hollow. I have it right here. I have it right here, and I'm opening this. I can this, verify. Uh, you can verify it right here. Opening your journal, December twenty second, twenty twenty. This is December two days, 20, after, two, two yeah. days after. Right. We just baptized one hundred and three people. Okay, uh, we're one hundred and three people in, and uh, I said uh, my prayer has been God from the beginning that this will not be about me. 
I don't want it to be about Long Hollow, and I don't want it to be about our staff or church. I want it to be about Jesus. Now watch the second section. I'm praying what happens here will spill over to other churches in America. Pastors would start believing again that God can do this in their church. That's exact words I wrote. Now here's why I say that. Because if that's the prayer of my heart from the beginning, then I felt like we needed to express that every single week. There is no greater thing, I'm telling you, as a pastor and a church leader, than to get your people to pray for kingdom things. Mm. Not selfish, long, hollow, you know, uh, in, introspective things, which those things are good. But to get your people and your staff to pray outside of yourself, outside yeah. of your needs, in a way where it's going to bless the kingdom and you'll never see any results mm -hmm. yourself, that's a big deal. And so, Chris, you know, every week we'll have pastors from all over the country. Mm -hmm. Many times there were 12 and 13 different churches represented each week early on. And they were there to see what God was doing so that they could go back and kind of copy and mimic this prayer movement at their yeah. church. And every week I just felt led to say, hey, if you're a pastor, if you're a ministry leader, if you're in ministry, mm -hmm. this year's been tough. Yeah. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand right where you are. And we want to pray over you. And then I get my people at Long Hollow to gather around these pastors and, and ministers and wives and spouses. Yeah. And, and ours are standing too. So you got all ours at Long Hollow standing, which have had a hard year too. So, and then you get all of the people and think of this wonderful picture here. You have the people of God who love to pray mm -hmm. surrounding the shepherds of God, because the question is who shepherds the shepherd? Yeah. Who cares for the shepherd? If you're not caring for yourself, we said this before, no one's really caring for you. But how yeah. cool is it that the body of Christ now is praying, not just for their shepherds, mm -hmm. but for the body of Christ. So we we gather around those men, and I'm telling you, Chris, you've heard it. Story after story after mm -hmm. story, pastors come up to me afterward and say, I was weeping and sobbing uncontrollably. Mm -hmm. As your people prayed for me, I'm struggling with this. I'm ready to throw in the towel. COVID's been overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Thank you for caring enough about us that yeah. you would pray for us. When on the other side of the break, I'm going to share two specific, real quick examples of things that have come out of those types of prayer for other church leaders. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back. We're talking about the prayer service, and we've been leaning into how you have, from the very beginning, from day two, have been praying and asking God to make this a kingdom movement and not a local-only Long Hollow movement. And as we prayed for others, one morning our staff were, was praying for other church leaders and we took out our phones and texted those leaders just said hey our staff 20 minutes by the way we we i shared with them to pray for 20 minutes on our knees remember yes. and for other pastors yep. and and one of these pastors just reached out and said man i've been struggling it has been tough and i got numerous texts today from your staff praying for me thanks so much lifted them up another scenario where we had a whole church team come and one of the uh staff members her boyfriend was there with them 
and he was at the prayer service, realized that he did not have his baptism in order after his salvation, got baptized during the prayer service. Yes. And uh, what an incredible moment that was to see that staff gather around that that guy and, and just to be able to be a part of that. And th- again, those are two small snippets of the many, many stories we he- have heard as we pray for other church leaders. Yeah. What you're teaching your people here, and it's really what we need to teach ourselves, is that we are on the same team here, guys. Mm-hmm. The longer the body of Christ keeps shooting uh, their own with friendly fire, mm-hmm. we're never going to win. I mean, we're never going to. We're never going to see victory. We're never going to. We're never going to see this abundant uh, life Christ promise when the body of Christ is fighting the body of Christ. And so, if we can't celebrate with another church down the street, mm-hmm. who God's hand, the same God, the same same, yeah, do we differ on certain things? Yes. But those are tertiary issues. We, yeah. we are together for the gospel, you know, and so we want to pray and, and and pray for those things. And here's what the Lord showed me early on, and this was the major problem in my life. Robbie, the greatest sin in the pastoral mission, one of the greatest sins, one of the greatest sins that is so prevalent mm-hmm. is jealousy. Mm-hmm. Pastor, if you're listening, minister, if you're listening, church member, if you're like me, you battle jealousy all the time. And it comes up at the most inopportune times. And you would say, why am I jealous? I'm at a great church. I got a great family. But we're jealous because what we think is, wow, if it doesn't happen here, it's not happening at all. But here's what God showed me. And this is a word I want to give to you if you're listening. God showed me early on, and I think I wrote this in the journal too. If you can't pray for the church down the street to be blessed sincerely, in spite of me blessing you, then I'll never bless you. If you can't be happy that the First Baptist or the First Methodist or the Pentecostal church down the street is blessed, and I don't move at your church or honor or, or pour up my spirit at your church, if you can't get to that place where you are sacrificially, compassionately praying for other people, then then uh, there's a jealousy issue there. And yeah. God had to break. Now, am I, am I over that? No, man, I still fight that and I still battle that. But that's an issue. Now, but here's the cool thing. When your people are regularly praying for other churches, regularly praying for other pastors, then when they see God move, you celebrate with them because you had a part in the praying. Yeah. That's what's so cool. When yeah. you pray for another church and God moves, you celebrate. Why? Because you participated in the prayer. And so that's right. one of the cool things. I'll say this, too, about the prayer service. And one of the things you have to know, and this is just a note to the guy uh, or the woman who's leading this service. You need to know this. The level of spiritual warfare on the day leading up to and the night of the prayer service is really overwhelming at times. And I just, I don't want to scare you, but I just want to prepare you. I really do. I don't think, Chris, I was prepared for the level of spiritual attacks just personally leading up to that day and, and even that night. Now, the, every time I'm doing the prayer meeting, and our church, is, our church as a whole, we might have said this, fasted for 21 days mm-hmm. from January to February for the month of January. We fasted for 21 days, and we read the Bible, and we prayed, and we sought the Lord, okay? After the 21 days was up, I went to the church, and I made an appeal. Would you fast one day a week with me? I'm going to fast one day a week. Would you fast with me? And it's going to be on prayer night. So we're going to fast all day Tuesday. We're going to go into the prayer nights and we're going to believe God to move. And I think that's part of the kind of the secret sauce, if you yeah. will, of what God's doing. Okay. Um, but you know, as well as I do, when you're fasting, mm-hmm. 
the full onslaught of hell is yeah. thrown at you. Okay, that's when those uh, new donut commercials come out. Oh, that's when Pizza yeah. Hut releases the extra cheese crust crust pizza. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Or the Taco Bell cheesy gordita. I yeah, mean, it's just yeah. always, and you never even it's think about time, taco. Twenty-one yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Tuesdays and twenty-one days. Yeah. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, when I get up on, this is why you have to be prayed up. Do not be tempted to just walk on the platform unprayed up. Mm. I'm just telling you, you can't. You will not do it because what you're doing is you're battling. Uh, in the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. you're you're praying for people to be set free. You're seeing shackles removed. You're praying for people to be uh, saved. You're seeing people go from death to life. You're seeing people baptized. So the in- listen, the enemy does not bother a dead church. Yeah, a church that's dead, he doesn't need to bother because they're dead. They're pla- that's they- already a billboard for him. Yeah, yeah, he he don't. But a church that's alive, a church that's praying, you could take it to the bank. He is going to hear about it, or or one of his demons or minions, and he's going to be attacking the church. Uh, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God soon because yes. this will be helpful. Well, and when uh, Ronnie Floyd recently preached, he was looking over to baptizing and praying. He was like, "That uh, I can speak from experience is the most spiritually exhausting." Which turns into physical exhaustion. Yeah, that, that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is yes, you're you're baptizing, you're you're standing there. Obviously, there's a little bit of physical stuff involved, but ultimately, it's that spiritual uh, exhaustion that kicks in from the praying for the people, uh, going to God, spending that time praying. Um, it is if you're a minister, you know this already. It is exhausting work, and my I imagine you go home on a Tuesday night um, and just pass out of sleep. I, I, yeah, I'm more t- I, I'm as tired Tuesday, yeah. sometimes more than I am on Sunday, and I know that's going to shock some people. Now, here's what's cool about praying and preparing in prayer mm-hmm. before the Tuesday night, okay? I have a great system with my staff. They allow me to get away on Tuesday. You guys are really good about this. You may not be able to do this, but you need to get away for some. I leave the church office on Tuesday around 1230 or 1, mm-hmm. and I spend from 1 to about 4, 430 with the Lord in silence and solitude, uninterrupted, sitting with God in prayer and hearing from God. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a couple things, and I'll share with you next time probably about that because you need to put on spiritual war- armor. Mm-hmm. You need to prepare for the spiritual battle. I'll tell you what I do. Yeah. But when I hit the platform, even though the spiritual attacks are increased, Chris, I want you to know what God's done through this. God has given me an unbelievable boldness mm. because of because of the prayer ministry in my own life. I've noticed it. I, I'm just telling you, and I'm not. I, I, this is not me uh, n- normally because there is a boldness to stand in the face of my enemies right now, like never before. There's a boldness to stand up against naysayers. There is a satisfaction when people are criticizing and critiquing. And believe me, people are criticizing and critiquing right now. My my uh, mother-in-law came in yesterday. She said, did you hear about the guy who's blogging against you right now? I said, no, actually I'm not. I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give a lot of energy to that, yeah. but, and so she went off and said, I'm going to call, I wanted to contact him and I was going to, she said, but some people took up your, your battle for you. And I said, uh, Kathy, listen, I said, number one is we need to pray for that guy, obviously, because yeah. he, I said, first of all, I said, did he contact me personally? 
No, he didn't. Okay, so the first of all, that's yeah. the first thing. So secondly, we need to pray for him because obviously there's something going on in his life where he has to go online and blog. Yeah. I said, but thirdly, God's going to even use the naysayers to bring more attention to that's what right. he's doing at that's Long right. Hollow that's in the exactly revival. Right. So let him yeah. blog all yeah. he wants because yeah. people are going to say, Robbie Gallaty, Long Hollow, what's going on here? Yeah. And then maybe they may come and they may get touched by God. That's so, right. uh, But here's the thing. The praying and the seeking God and the spending time with him. God showed me two things. I want to leave you with this. Here's the thing I've realized in life. The greatest freedom in life is when you get to the place where you have no one to impress and nothing to prove. The great, hear, hear me out here. The greatest freedom in your life will be, and this is a prayer request of mine and should be of yours. The greatest freedom of li in life is when you get to the place where you have no one to impress and nothing to prove. And you're just living in the identity of Christ and realizing as long as you serve an audience of one. Listen, if the world couldn't get along with the holiest man who ever lived, how in the world do you think they're going to get along with you and me? Yeah. Like Ravenhill said, have we compromised? Have we no spiritual stature? Have we no backbone? What is wrong with it? So the fact that you are getting criticized and critiqued should encourage you yeah. to say, wow, we may be doing something for the Lord. They criticized Jesus. Why would they not criticize me? Amen. That's a good word. And as we wrap up today, as always, if you've enjoyed the podcast or found it helpful, take time to text it to a friend and share it with them as you can. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. And then, as always, can't wait until next time. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.